Hey guys, it's your boy Eli from the Geek Centurions, here to give you another comics recommendation, and this is the week of September, the last week of September of, of 2019, so we go into October, so that, that was a fun note to say. And you guys mostly know me and Kelvin always like to talk about comic books, anime, and gaming, so this we thought this was a good opportunity to do something very new, and that is to give you guys some comics re recommendations. And you know there's a lot of stuff out there to read, so I... Took it upon myself, not to brag, I'm not bragging. If I seem like I am, well, you can kick my ass later. <laughs> but no, um, I'm. I wanted to give you guys something cool to read, something to. If you guys want to get into more comics, but you don't know where to go, this is what com. This is what uh, this part of the podcast is about. Is usually separate notions in their own little episodes, but they're usually kind of like little fun ones where I talk about. Why this comic is great, why I think people should read it, and, you know, help people get started in their journey to comics. So, the first book that I'm um, going to talk about is actually a Marvel book where we take the story of Spider-Man and do something really interesting with it. So, most people have already at least seen the Oscar-winning Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, where we would see... You know, a Spider-Man from different worlds, different iterations, different styles. And one of the big characters in that film was Miles Morales, who is the ultimate Spider-Man. Um, ultimate as in he's in the strongest, but that's there's, there's a reason for that. I'm going to get to that. So, I thought the best book to talk about that would be this book right here. And that is, this is a book written by Brian Michael Bendis and drawn by Sarah Pichelli. And it is called Spider-Men. So I took it in the camera for the video audio watchers. Uh, you uh, video watchers and you audio listeners don't really have to care about that. But the book is, is called Spider-Man and is written by Brian Michael Bendis, Sarah Pacelli. And essentially this is, um, the whole point of the book is to see how Spider-Man, the mainline Spider-Man, Peter Parker, would react to finding out, finding his, uh, in a different world he had died. And all... And see how the world works that way. So, quick notion. Brian Michael Bendis, who is the writer of this book, is actually the creator of Miles Morales. And he took it upon... He's one of the guys who started off the Ultimates line of comics. Well, So, essentially, what that is, is that Marvel wanted to come up with a new like line of comics where it would be easier for the reader who's never read books in these comics... Who doesn't have to worry? Who has a lot of worries about the long history of the Marvel universe? So, like you know, guys know how Spider-Man's been around since like the '60s or '70s, and not having them to worry about all that history, and that is essentially what the Ultimates was. And they would always call it Ultimate something. The books would be so Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Hulk, Ultimate Fantastic Four. Uh, the Avengers, instead of being called the Avengers, they were called the Ultimates, which, yeah, it's kind of redundant, but it, 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 you, got, you got the idea. This was a different universe, this was a different story, and a lot of the stories were made to be more modern and more, I would say, realistic to some extent. And they're always like this sort of interesting changes, like you would see, like, X-Men being kind of different. Like, they were still X-Men, but they had, like, a different kind of origin. And I think we might use that in the film soon. Personal opinion. I think that makes a lot more sense. 
but you know, it's, it's it adheres to the same ideas that what these characters are, for the most part. And so Brian Michael Bendis was the, one of the guys to start off the Ultimates with Ultimate Spider-Man, where he, you know, we have a young Peter Parker. He's doing all this cool stuff, and at some point he wanted to do something different, something that wasn't very common, and the fact that it was able to stick was is pretty amazing. When that was to essentially kill off Peter Parker, and he went out in a blaze of glory, saving his family and friends and loved ones from the Green Goblin. And he was still very young. And one of the things I really liked about what he did is that as soon as that after he died, you know, he they had a little memorial issue where everyone's reacting to Peter's, you know, no longer around. And that's when we're introduced to Miles. Now, Miles kind of. If you've seen the film, it's kind of similar, except here and there, but he, did, he does get bite by a different spider. He does have different abilities. And then Peter. And you don't, and he doesn't have sort of a mentor. He's kind of at the, you know, roll with the punches and see how it goes. And it wasn't until, say, this book, Spider-Man, where he actually got a chance to meet a a Peter Parker, not the Peter Parker that he's known, that has been in his world. And essentially, one of the reasons why I recommend this is mostly for the character interactions. The character interactions, I feel, are like one of the best things in this book. So, in the story, Spider-Man is fighting Mysterio, and Mysterio, kind of, for whatever reason, I'm not going to go into it, finds a way to do some multiverse hopping so he eventually jumps into another universe and do some stuff and spider-man follows and where spider-man lands is is in the ultimates universe what they like to call it or earth 1610 i know it's a little geeky but follow me with this because his in his earth is earth 616 but essentially he's there he sees some muggers he stops them and that is the first indication where like he knows something's off because with the what the guy who the guy he saved said this to him dude it's cool but i think your costume is a little disrespectful that's like the first notion where something is wrong later on he meets miles and essentially he starts to learn more about this world and we get to one of the part and i'm not going to tell you the whole story but we're going to get to the one point in the story where i feel like it's the reason why i recommend this book and before i get to that one of the things I want to talk about, and one of the reasons why this book is so, why, and it adds on to why I say, uh, this is a very important scene, you know, this is a very emotional thing, is that Sarah Pacelli, who's a great artist, I really love her art, really captures it, like, expressions and emotions. So for you guys who are watching the video, you're able to see, let's see if I can get it in frame, and it, like, right here where, Peter is, you know, re reacting to what essentially is his death, and he's able, she's able to capture so much emotion despite the fact that Peter is wearing a mask, and you find like a lot of emotional moments and a lot of reactions, and you kind of need that whenever you talk, whenever you need like to talk about something that is emotional. If your character is just standing there blank face, then it's not gonna impact the story. It's just like. I mean, he's not reacting to anything, and I'm not going to react to anything. But this bit, Sarah Pichelli captures the what essentially is you need to have an emotional story is 
character motivate uh, with along with along with the writing is something like like within the within the reaction within their expressions that capture this sort of sense of oh this is character sad and all that stuff you kind of need that in a way to let people sort of emote and the important part of the book that I really want to talk about is Peter's um, inevitably eventually meets up with this war this universe's Aunt May. So I want you to guys remember that Aunt May, you know, same stuff happened. Ben Parker's gone, um, but there's a little bit of alter differences. She's a little younger, and she has to. She was one of the people who was there to when Peter died, and that was an emotional moment for her, along with when Stacy, who in this universe doesn't die. And Mary Jane. So, all three women, all the three important women in Peter's life are all together. And you know this, you know when someone dies, it takes a toll. And so, how do you think she would react to seeing a guy who is essentially looking like her surrogate son out in the patio? <laughs> it's it's a very, and I'm not gonna get into how she reacts, but essentially that's one of the big. This is one of the big moments where really touched me in my heart. That can be a bit sometimes, I know, but um, this is one of the big, one of the moments that I feel like really captures what I really liked about this book, and essentially is the character interactions there. The, this whole like it takes part. This whole thing takes like a whole book issue, where Peter, Gwen. And may just have a conversation and they're asking questions and all this stuff about his world and seeing Peter seeing what this wooden world is like you know it's it's a he's he's happy because Peter you know he death and Wednesdays is a big thing for him so seeing him her in another world where she's happy um, living a good life She's happy. Like it, it fills him with joy, and it's <laughs> the character interactions. As I said, are the most uh, is the most fun part of this book. I love it when um, Aunt May, not Aunt May Gwen, is uh, asking Peter all these questions, and she tells him some stuff like, "Oh man, you did this, this, and that. You went out with this person. You're out with this person." And Peter's like, "Really? I, that happened? That's weird. That's I, I don't see that happening." <laughs> It's it's a lot of funny uh, it's a lot of funny stuff going on, but it's all very emotional stuff, especially when it comes to Aunt May and Peter, because Aunt May was that was sort of like I said her surrogate son, and to see that her surrogate son is now a grown man, because this Peter Parker the Earth six one six the the main mainline uh, Peter that we all know and love, he's older he's he's not a kid anymore he he had a business he this and that, oh well, not at the time of this book but essentially. Um, being able to see your your the son that you the child that you helped raise the child that you basically raised grow up even you know you saw him die but you see a, a, what could have been and you know it's a very emotional moment and Sarah Pichelli like I said she really captures that moment there's a page in which like you know upon realizing she goes for a hug, and it's a very, like, emotional moment. This is a woman who's lost a lot. And Peter essentially gives her closure. 
And it's the one thing that I really wanted them to kind of do in the film, in the Into the Spider-Verse film. And it's it's slightly touched upon, which I'm not mad about, but oh man, I would just... I wouldn't mind another th like another 30 minutes with just seeing her react to see her surrogate son alive, in a sense. But having what we had was pretty good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. So, you know, stuff happens. Peter, you know, gives Miles some words of encouragement because Miles at this point kind of like he's a, he's a little bit self doubting. But Peter gives him a bit of advice and makes it a lot better for him. He ends up going back to his universe and stuff. But, you know, the thing about that I really liked about this book was essentially that you, if you ever wondered, you know, the whole multi-reality hopping, you know, how would someone react if they were in a different world, this is the book to go with. Because to see Aunt May, Gwen, and essentially Mary Jane, and she's in there too, but I, what happens to her, I think it's best to um, let you guys read. Um, essentially, it it gives closure to characters that you probably aren't going to see again, especially in the Miles books. He uh, he he occasionally sees them, but this is the best way for giving those characters closure. You know, seeing how the man they they come to love become this sort of great hero, and we all know Spider-Man to be a very great hero. And you tend and you don't tend to see a lot of emotional stuff. Or you don't really think of a lot of emotional stuff when you can think of comic books. And this is one of the books that I usually recommend where, no, there is emotional stuff going on in books. In these books, you just gotta find them. And, you you know, oftentimes they're padded with a lot of stuff. But a lot of the writing is there and a lot of the stuff is there. And I, and I commend Brian Michael Bendis for doing that. You know, being the writer for The Ultimates, he kind of like goes with Miles and goes on his journey. But, you know, he wanted to give those characters closure and I think he did that. It was a very fun read, and I really enjoyed a lot of it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Spider... And it's, a good, and it's a good start off to what essentially would be Spider-Verse, Spider the event book that um, inspired the movie, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot, it's, it's fun to see, like, all these different spiders, uh, people. Uh, and this is a good jumping off and good starting off point to give you that idea of, like, oh, this is how Miles and Peter reacts. You can tell like they got a lot of inspiration from this book, from the Spider Verse movie, the Spider Verse uh, event book, and a lot of other stuff. And it, you can see that in, in this book uh, with a lot of emotional stuff that I kind of wish they put in the film for Peter, but it was more of a Miles movie, so it's fine. So you know, let's go. Let's talk about another character. And uh, this character is actually this book is uh, the introduction to one of my new favorite characters. And so one of my, and it's really fun and it's one cool book and the art is just <laughs> crazy out there. So the book I'm talking about right now is All New Ghost Rider. This is written by Felipe Smith and it is drawn by Trad Moore. So All New Ghost Rider is his new. So if you guys don't know Ghost Rider, you know he's um. Oh, you know, you guys know Ghost Rider. We had two films of Ghost Rider, but the thing is, there's a multiple of Ghost Riders. You we all know Johnny Blaze, but there's also Danny Ketch. Um, you know the that one guy that was on the horse. The he was Phantom Rider. You know, the origin of Ghost Rider, the original Ghost Rider. And there's other ones that I'm kind of blanking out on. But the most popular one is Danny Ketch. 
Johnny Blaze, this guy we're just talking about right now, and this new guy who I will, who I would love to talk about soon, and it's um, Frank Castle. Yeah, the Punisher. Punisher's a ghost. In an alternate universe, Punisher became a ghost rider with <laughs> with a bill of some cosmic stuff going on, and we'll be talking about him soon. Don't worry. But the character that I want to talk about, he's one of my new favorite ones. His name is Robbie Reyes. And he's sort of this Latino ghost rider. So the cool thing, though, the, the cool thing that makes him a little different is that um, instead of riding a bike, he rides a uh, car. Uh, I think it's a Dodge 16, uh, Dodge Charger 69, uh, 69 Charger for Dodge and all that good stuff. I don't know much about cars, but I think that's the right name. But dude, this is a great introduction to Robbie Reyes. You, you probably see him in the in the Agents of Shield TV show for that one season. I think it was season five or uh, four, and they did a good job at that. They kind of changed a little bit of his origin of his origins, but they did a good job at uh, representing who the character was. So, you know, just to give you a quick rundown of what the story is, essentially, this is, again this is the origin of Robbie Reyes. You start off with knowing about his situation and his you know life. He's essentially a young kid who's living by himself with his brother. Who his brother, while in the show, is just kind of, you know, he's, you know, bound to a wheelchair. His in this book, he's a lot more worse, which is kind of interesting. Uh, he's still bound by a wheelchair, but he's also got a little bit of dyslexia and all that stuff. But not to make it sound bad, but he he see like his brother seems to get a lot of the worst stuff happen to him. Is what I mean. But his, his brother, Robbie, he's always there to protect him. Uh, younger brother, Gabe, you know, he's in there being picked on for for being in a wheelchair for whatever reason. I don't understand why they often do that in books. But besides the point, you know, Robbie's always there to help out his brother. And he's just trying to end, make ends meet. And the one thing I really like about this is that you see how Robbie cares about his brother. You know, and you see this living situation that he has to go through. He lives in essentially in L.A. in the Barrios, which already tells you that he's not in a very good place to help raise a little brother. And one of the moments that I've that really sucks to me is when there's a crime scene happening, like in the neighborhood. Gabe, the younger brother, is like, "What's happening?" And to Robbie saying, "Just don't pay attention. Just move along. It's just the usual thing." And you you get why he's trying to work so hard to work to get out of the his situation. It's a very relatable story for people of that come from this kind of background. You know, you try your best to get out of the situation, or you just become part of it. And one thing to note about Frank Moore, uh, Todd Moore's art, it is imaginative as hell. It is. So cartoony, but done in the best way possible. Like one of the one of my favorite things, especially from this um, this volume, this is volume one, is that and this is for the and I'm gonna show this out to the video guys and for you audio listeners, I'm gonna give a really try to give a great explanation to this. But essentially, have you ever seen you know Fast and the Furious? Give that sort of like an anime treatment and just go crazy with it. There's so many cool angles, so many like drifts, and 
lighting, and it's just so imaginative. So this is one of my favorite pages, like a two-page spread where like they're all all the cars are lined up. You know, you have your your race chick gonna say ready, set, go, and then you have all these really cool images of cars racing, and it's it more just artwork is so. And it has so much energy, it has so much cool stuff going around. And it's really, 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 like, crazy. So the image I'm going to show you off to the camera is Robbie first getting his powers. And you just see how explosive it is. How much energy there's going around, all these crazy lights and stuff. It's so... Um, I guess the right word to say is anime. <laughs> it's it's very it's very like colorful, very cartoonish, and very fun. And it's funny how I say anime because a uh, quick interesting note about Felipe Smith is that he actually worked in Japan for a while as a Japanese comic book artist. He wrote his own stuff. Um, I think it's called People Cho. It's really cool. It's really fun. I've never really heard of a, like an guy who is not Japanese makes some manga but you know it's it's a really cool read I should say check it out but Felipe Smith you know he didn't draw this one he did write it but later on he does draw um, for one volume and it's the character of Robbie he writes it in a way where like you get his situation and you get why he wants to do it and you get a lot of these super crazy things and like it's very fast paced and very fun. So, you know, usually, and then I really didn't say anything about his origin mask because Robbie's origin is really more, really different from that of when you come to know of Ghost Riders. So, you know, Ghost Riders they always tell the soul through the devil, and basically the devil in this case is Mephisto. But here, Robbie just activates it. And later on, we understand why, and you get this sort of sense of family. Like it's a family thing, and if you and seeing how Robbie is Hispanic, you if you know who Hispanics are. Family is a very important thing, and you see that especially in this first issue, where like he, all he wants to do is protect his brother, and you know make sure he lives a great life and get him out of the, the streets, as they say. But the thing I always liked about him was that sort of. It was a good positive role model in a terrible situation who's who's always trying to do the best he can. And I can always um I can always did gel well with that kind of story. And you see Robbie's life and how it's how all this is affecting him, how well, all the stuff he's gotta do. And he's kinda not really happy about it, but he has to do it because you know, no one else will. And Robbie has become so popular that he you know, he's got uh, he's been on the new Nef the new uh Agent Shield show. That is a season for Agent of Shield where he was a prominent character, and he's recently jumped up to Avengers status. He's now a member of the Avengers. They're doing like a three-part issue story arc right now. I think it's three. I think it's three right now in the Avengers that I just got finished reading a while back. Um, when that's done, I'll recommend it. And Robbie is like one of the most fun characters you can read. He's really likable. You get his situation. You really appreciate him for being like a very good older brother, trying to take care of his younger brother. And as the story progresses, I'm just talking about the first volume right now. But as the story progresses, because I've read the, I read all of them. I, yeah, I love this character. <laughs> he's he's so awesome. I, 
I, I would I would get the same car just to make myself feel like Robbie. <laughs> but no, it's um, you know he you know he, he learns more about his powers. He goes through some of the stuff. It's kind of sad that um, aside from joining up in teams, he hasn't really get that much um, attention in like say solo series. I think he aside from this one, he had one solo series in twenty. 2015, and he had this really cool moment, and um, it was a tie-in to an event called Secret Wars, which I will get to, and I'll, that's going to be a really long talk just for that one book, where, you know, he was like, one of the, he's the leader of, like, this Ghost Rider stuff going, gang, and, you know, he proves himself among the other Ghost Riders. You can see where they got a lot of inspiration from the TV, sh from, this book gives you a lot, a lot of inspiration for what you see in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I hope we get to see him in, like, the films. Because just to see, like, imagine, like, the guy who does the Fast and the Furious movies and give him, like, that sup a real superhero and a lot of crazy stuff like Ghost Rider is known for and and what that could mean. So that's going to be really fun, real cool. But, yeah, Ghost Robbie Reyes is probably one of my favorite Ghost characters. He's a really likable character. He... You get his struggle, and you know why he does what he has to do, and you get you get sort of get like this bittersweet ending towards um, the end of the book. But I mean, like the, his whole run. And Felipe Smith does a great job of writing this character. You know, he's it's a very simple book, but you have fun with it. And again, I say like especially and especially with the first vo first volume with a lot of its art, it's very cartoony and it's very like anime. And fun, and you get a lot of like cool stuff like this, and it's so much you know, a lot of stuff going on in this book just for art wise. Like, there's so much stuff in each page, so many expressions, so many funny stuff, and you know, it's a great origin story and a great point to start off for Ghost Rider. Uh, this all new Ghost Rider, you know, Robbie Ray's Ghost Rider, it's a good point for a good starting off point for someone who wants to check out this book. And if you want to find someone who is fine, like a you know, a minority character, that's your thing. That's a great place to start. But yeah, Josh Ryder, he's, he's really fun. And so we got one more book, because I couldn't find really that many books to talk about. It's not a DC book, sadly, but I do have one planned for uh, soon, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But the book I have right now, this is an indie book, and it's a book that I've, was recommended to me. So this book is called God Country. Now, God Country was written by Donny Cates, and this is drawn by, I just can't always see his uh, last name, uh, Jeff Sean. And what I really liked about this book is, well, for one, Donny Cates is, like, really big at this, at this point, at the point of this recording, Donny Cates is, like, really big, really, really cool guy who's currently working for Marvel. He's currently writing the Venom books. He's uh, currently, at, again, at this point of recording, he's writing this event comic called Absolute Carnage, which I want to get to so bad. He's also written the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Thanos. He wrote the Cosmic... He's, he's been writing a lot of stuff recently, and I've been loving it. And so when I went to go to Comic Palooza, which is a comic con, which is a comic convention here in Houston that happens every year, like around May been going there for a while um the store the lady whose books i were buying uh you know as a little 
you know, play guy, group that was selling books, comics. And I told her that I'm really enjoying Donny Cates' books. I'm really enjoying his Venom book. And I would like to see more of him. She recommended me this book, God Country, which is like, I would say, one of his starting off points. Now, this again, this is an image book. It's not a Marvel book. But I want to talk about more about, you know, indies sometime. But essentially, in God Country, it's a, I would say, a five-issue mini-series at best. Five-issue series, essentially, talking about an old, talking about the sort of, like, the sort of fantasy Western kind of thing. So, in the book, there's this family who called the uh, Quinlans. They're in West Texas trying to take care of, an a of their aging grandfather. The father is. Uh, he's, he brought his family over to help his aging grandfather, who, who father who is, um, uh, I'd probably say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to remember the names of the characters because I'm blanking on them. Um, let's see, there's okay, Roy. Roy went back home to help out his father, who was suffering from Alzheimer's. He brought his wife, his daughter, and his father, who, whose name is Emmett. He's got Alzheimer's pretty bad. Like, it's really a bad case of Alzheimer's. And in the first issue, there's a tornado which ha which houses a demon. And <laughs> just follow me on this. And in that demon, is, you know, lands on their home and attacks them. The demon's like looking for a magic sword. And the grandfather picks up the sword and kills a demon. And while holding the sword, it heals him of his Alzheimer's. And one thing about the sword is that it's like the the most powerful sword ever, and it has caught the attention of these alternate. Again, follow me. This is really out there. It captures the attention of these interdimensional god-like beings. And Emmett's not going to give up the sword. The grandfather's not going to give up the sword because it heals his Alzheimer's. It makes the life for his family a lot better. But this ensues war upon these gods. And so it becomes sort of this battle of, you know, over the sword, and the sword can talk, by the way, but it sort of becomes this battle of who deserves to have this sword. And and that's, and that's essentially the surface stuff, but once you get more into reading it, you start learning what the real reason what this book is about, and I'm not going to get into it, because I feel like you guys, those of you that would read it, would be very surprised at what happens. But no, um, Donny K sort of cap sort of takes like this small idea and makes it really big and crazy. And you can find that in like some of his other works like Venom and Cosmic Ghost Rider. And in this book, you know, it's very simple. It's very fast paced. You can get it done in a day, which I did. And it gets a lot of action. And it has this sort of Western vibe and a lot of miss and a lot of crazy um, magic stuff and you come to really like the character and there's a lot of character interactions between one care or between each character in early in in the first few pages you see um, Emmett's not Emmett's um Roy the son's wife saying we have we gotta leave this is there's no point of us staying here he's gone off too far and Roy the son is like 
Yeah, but he's my dad. Without me, he's got nothing. And there's sort of this sort of a family bond that sort of ties into a lot of the story. And a lot of the characters are so much fun. And there's a lot of action pieces that you would not imagine a guy, a guy old enough to be someone's grandfather be able to do, but he's able to do it. And it's and the art again captures all this crazy stuff. And it's so good. It captures that sort of scratchy, you know, even gives it a bit of a horror vibe with being surrounded by zombies in this two-page spread. But no, the whole characters are likable. But how it ends, I feel that captures the whole meaning of the book. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, it's too simple, it's too stuff. But this is a simple story that works. A lot of simple stories can work. And God Country is one of those kind of stories. So, well, the reason I recommend God Country because it's one of the best ways to get into Donny Cates. Donny Cates is, an, is a great writer, and I, it's, he's easily becoming one of my favorite writers in the comic book industry. He would he takes like these sort of either yeah, simple idea storylines, make them crazier, and give them sort of a a very meaningful resolution. And I say this book has all that. It has a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think would be like, you wouldn't think would gel well, but he makes it like fit together so perfectly. And you come out realizing, oh, wow, that was a great read. My only probably issue with this, and this is not an issue to Donny Cakes. Donny Cakes, I don't know what the issue, I don't know if this is this was his writing process or whatever, but I feel like it was like a little too quick in some areas. But it still works. You, you forget about that kind of stuff. It's so well. It's paced. It's too. It's fast paced. But you sit there and still enjoy the ride. It's one of those kind of. It's one of those kind of books. You can even find that in some some films. And Donny Cates does a good job with this. And there's a lot of stuff in here. A lot of cool like fantasy stuff. If you're big into fantasy, you probably like this book because it's it's loaded with a lot of fantasy stuff. And it has that sort of vibe with like, um, so I actually recommended this to a coworker who's trying to get into comics, and he he told me it, it reminds him a lot of Cormac McCarthy. So if you like Cormac McCarthy, for all you literature geeks out there, yeah, I'm bringing some literature in here. Comics are literature. Come on now, um, you know he re he really um, compares it to those two. It's very much like that. You know, to start with a McCarthy quote. So yeah, um, God Country's a lot. Of, it's it's a great read, and it's like I think it was his de debut. I think it was the first book he ever fully published with a com comic book company. If this is the case, you can see where he started off with, and how it um, how he was essentially continuing right. And it's amazing that in just a few short years. He's already writing for Marvel and already doing all these crazy stuff. So you can, this is a good way to to like get to know Donny Cates. And it's so much. It's a really great read. And yeah, a lot of fun action sequences too. So I think that's about it. I don't have any other book I can talk about at the moment. I have more books, but they're planned for like other days. But yeah. So like it's, but those are my comic book recommendations. Spider Man by Brian Michael Bendis, drawn by Sarah Pichelli. 
Ghost, all new Ghost Rider written by Felipe Smith and drawn by Todd Moore. God Country. You can already tell. You can, how are you gonna forget a title like God Country? That sounds like badass. Written by Donny Cates and drawn by Jeff Shawns. If I were to choose one of these three for a quick read, I would go for um, God Country. It's so good, so so good. Ghost Rider, if you want to be introduced to a, but you know, there's a reason for each book. God Country, if you want to get introduced to a writer, how he started off with something new, something you don't have, something not related to like superhero, <laughs> main two superhero comics. You know, oh, the Ghost Rider, which is a great introduction to a new character for the Marvel for the Marvel universe. Uh, cool representation, and all that stuff. Spider Man, which is in which if you already know some stuff about. Spider-Man and want to see how he does in with more miles and stuff Go for it. You know, that's that's the kind of books I recommend for this week It's a lot of fun and it's a lot of cool Read man. So yeah, all uh, next week. There should be another one uh, Comic book combination and since it's the month of October. I'm trying to find more horror ones. I don't really think I have that many horror in my um, Collection But I'll find a way don't worry. I'll find a way I'll find something to talk about. But yeah, that's been this week's comic recommendations. Um, if you ever want to hear more of us, uh, more of us, you know, go check us out on SoundCloud. Well, not SoundCloud, us Castbox. SoundCloud will be soon. Castbox, Google Play, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Those are the main ones you'll find us on. And we have a YouTube where you can subscribe to us and view more of our video podcasts. And I already told you guys where to find the audio, CastBox, Google, um, Spotify, and Apple. We're trying to get more out there. We have a Patreon. Please support us on Patreon at the Geeks and Turians. Anywhere, Just go anywhere and you'll find the Geeks and Turians. Go to YouTube. If you click on the Geeks and Turians, you'll find us first thing on there. And a lot of cool stuff. So, yeah, it's been me, Eli, your boy, part of the Geeks and Turians. And this is the end of this week's comic recommendations. Hope to see you guys next time. Signing out.